0: people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance. Because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. Which means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're gonna make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're gonna do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at work on your game live. Now, how we're gonna do that, Are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, Go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. WorkOnYourGame.Rive. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Beware of people who are telling you things that make you feel good, but are not helping you do good. There's a big difference between the two. StayAllDay.com Pretty so oh, exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. gave me something really good. Work on your game. TryOldway.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence, to put yourself out there, boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That's the go get an energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all under the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Drake Baldwin, also known as Drake All Day. and Welcome to the show. And today's topic is what the top 2% are doing that you are not doing. I'm going to tell you exactly what they are doing. And I'll explain why they're doing it, how they're doing it, and how you can start adopting these things, because it does not require you to technically be in the top 2%, whatever you consider top 2%. I mean, in terms of accomplishment, money, sales, et cetera, you can start adopting their ways before you even get there because remember it's be, do, and have in that order. So you get the ways first, the action second, then the results third. Before we do all, any of that, let me tell everybody. I have a daily motivation text I send out free of charge every single day to everyone who's in my text community if you would like to receive this message. That is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. Text me at my number 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out that daily motivation message, you shall receive it straight to your phone free of charge. Secondly, My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place February 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida. Go to the website, workonyourgame.live, workonyourgame.live. If the page is still active, you can still get a ticket to the event. If the page is not active, then it will tell you that you cannot get a ticket to the event. Get your tickets to this event. You want to be in the room for this. You don't want to be outside the circle on this event. We're going to be going over mindset, strategy, systems, and execution so you can perform consistently and make more money in your business. All of that is going to be given to you at this event. Work on your game, Live February 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida, with me two full days. Get your ticket there. And third, the next step in your journey working with me is getting to get into my university. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com is where you get into the uni. All right, workonyourgameuniversity.com is where you get your next step. That's where you get access to all of my courses, all of my trainings, my exclusive trainings, also access to my coaching program if you want to be coached directly. By me, if you're listening to this show, you probably already know. If you want to be coached by me, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com on your game, See what your options are. All that said, let's get into the topic: what the top two percent do that you do not do. All right, the points that I'm going to share here today are important points because they are counterintuitive to what many people teach and what many people have been taught about creating success. That's why these are so important because the keys to success are not the things that many of us have been taught and told over and over again in our lives. So I want you to listen very closely to everything I'm going to share here today. And then as I'm saying these things, I want you to assess yourself and ask yourself, how many of these are you actually doing right now? And how many of them are you violating? And I'll tell you up front that since I'm telling you what the top 2% do, that means only two out of every hundred people is doing this, which means most of you are violating these points that I'm going to share here today. All right, and don't feel bad about the fact that I'm pointing out that you're violating these points because I'm not only going to tell you what the point is that you're violating, I'm going to tell you how you're violating it. I'm going to tell you how I know and I'm going to tell you why it matters. The good news is everything that I tell you here today, you can make adjustments on and at least get started. At least start thinking about how you can make the adjustments on them. I will help you fully once you come into work on your game university or you come to work on your game live. Ideally, you do both and I'll show you how to actually apply these things to your business and to your life moving forward. What we're going to be talking about here today, again, what the top 2% do that you do not do. And these are going to be counterintuitive points that go against the grain of what many people spend their entire lives and their entire careers trying to do. Point number one, top it once again, what the top 2% do that you do not. Number one, people on the top 2% focus on two to three, what I call money skills and they strategically offload everything else. What is a money skill? A money skill is, I mean that both literally and figuratively. Money skill is the two or three things that you are the best at that are also marketable. Two or three things that you are the best at, not the best better than other people, but the best in terms of relative to everything else that you do. So basically, you take every skill you have and put them in a hierarchy. What are the top three things on the list? Those are your money skills. The people in the top 2% focus on the money skills. They spend the majority of their resources on their money skills and everything else that they're doing that's not a money skill. They strategically offload doing those things. They may not be able to offload them all today, but they strategically offload that stuff and they don't keep trying to make a money skill out of something that's not a money skill. As I've said on the show in the past, most people are great at two or three things, i.e. your money skills. No more than two or three. And this is almost everybody. All right. Even the people who are in the top 2%, they're great at two or three things. The most successful person you know of all the way down to the least successful person you know of, this law applies. The most successful and accomplished people are simply, they are not more skilled at more things than everybody else. What they do is focus more strongly on the things that they are good at and are able to create more return on investment from those things simply because they're putting more of their resources into the things that they're great at. As opposed to what 98% of people do, which is disperse their resources amongst 10 to 20 things, of which only two or three of them they're great at. So they're not getting as much ROI simply because you're not putting as much investment into the things that produce the most return for you. See, the things that produce the most return for you are two or three things. But if you're spreading all your attention and energy out amongst 17 things, then you're being inefficient with your resources. People in the top 2% are very efficient with their resources because they know what they're great at and they focus most of their time, money, attention, energy, and focus on those things. And everything else, they give, they pass that off to something or someone other than themselves. So what happens is, because some of you might be thinking to yourself, well, Dre, that sounds good, but I'm not quite sure that's what I've seen when I see people who are you know, these people who you're thinking of who might be in the top 2%. Here's what happens. They're able to get credit for more things than they are actually good at. People in the top 2% get credit for They might get credit for eight things, even though they're only good at three. So how do they get credit for the extra five? Here's why. Because they utilize the skills and the time and the energy of other people, systems, and strategies. They utilize their resources, but then all the success accrues to that person because one of their skills is organizing the abilities of multiple people and systems all at once. See, people who are able to get to the top 2%, one of the things that they're good at is organizing other people to work on their behalf and they get all the credit. These people in traditional and modern society, we usually call these people entrepreneurs. We call this the skill of just organization, just being able to organize cooperation amongst people. The best entrepreneurs out there, this is one of their best skills. They're able to organize other people and get everybody on the same page doing things to work on their behalf. This is why Uh, Let's think of people in the entertainment and the sports world. You notice that all these people, at least those that we know a little bit about how they do things, they all have teams. You know, you got like team like Tiger Woods that have had team Tiger. If you read any books about Tiger Woods, especially any of them of which you read books about, you notice that they all had these teams of people around him. Michael Jordan, when he played, had a team around him. Beyonce has a team. Tiger Woods had a team. The president of the United States, whoever it is, knows that the president has this entity called the cabinet. What is the president's cabinet? The president's cabinet is a cohort of people whose very job is to take on tasks and handle things on behalf of the president. So the president can focus on the most important and essential things. That is literally what the president has in place. That's a tradition that every president has a cabinet. Again, presidents that you voted for, the ones you didn't vote for, they all have a cabinet around them so that they can focus on the main things. They can keep the main things, the main things, and they pass every other job off to somebody else. And even those people pass the jobs off to other people. And even some of the people who are in the president's cabinet, they have their own cabinets. They got their own team. So it's like this big hierarchy. Each person, president has a team. The people on the team have a team. The people on that team have a team. And this is how things get done. They spread the work out so that nobody is trying to do more things than what they're actually capable of doing, especially things that they're not actually good at doing. And this is how they get more credit. They get credit for more things than they're actually doing themselves because, again, they have other people doing things on their behalf. They're utilizing the skills and resources of other people. And then all the credit goes to them. So when I say money skills, folks, not only do I mean things that you're great at, but also focusing on getting great at things that are actually worth money. All right. So if one of your money skills is something that's not actually marketable, then that's take that off the list. All right. Money skills, I mean, things that are marketable, meaning you can go into the open market and you can offer that skill and someone will give you money for it. That's what I mean when I say money skill. So you got to learn how to make your skills worth money or you got to develop skills that are worth money. There's a lot in this first point here if you're paying attention. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is what the top two percent are doing that you are not. Number two, they recognize their limitations and do not try to outwork them. Talked about this two episodes ago. You need to know what you're not good at and what you should not be in charge of in your life and stop doing it. Simple as that. What are you not good at that you probably shouldn't be doing? This point right here is the razor's edge that separates the people who create results through multiplication versus people who create results through addition or don't create results at all. Many folks, and that includes you, simply try to outwork all of your problems, whatever areas you find you are inefficient you try to figure out, well, how can I just work harder at this? How can I double down on effort or focus or belief? And sometimes I send out text messages or I'll respond to people's texts and I ask them, you know, what's your plan or what's your strategy or what's your process for dealing with whatever challenge that you're having right now? And I know based on the way that people are talking to me that they have a challenge that they simply don't know how to solve. And way too often, I would say about 85% of the time, people's answers to what they're gonna to do to address the challenge that I know they are unskilled in handling is they're just gonna believe in themselves more, work harder, get more motivated, get more focused, have more drive, know all of those things that sound great, but do absolutely nothing to actually solve your problem. And you're gonna be in the same spot six months from now and in the same spot five years from now, because you are trying to outwork your problems. People in the top 2% do not outwork their problems unless they have a problem that is one of their money skills. Unless the problem is in their money skill area, they do not try to outwork their problem. See, when things are not working, this is what people in the 98% do. Tell me if this sounds like you. Things are not working. You decide to double down on belief, faith, hard work, and effort. This is not an efficient solution to your issue. This is an inaccurate formula that does not work. Should I say that again? Because I want to make sure the people in the back heard me. This is an inaccurate formula that does not work. I told you in episode 2163, the four worst inaccurate formulas you've been taught. Number one on that list is that hard work is your key to success. That when something's not working, the reason why it's not working is because you're simply not working hard enough. This is not true. Okay, give you an example. Here's what some guy said to me on Twitter one day, not too long ago. I won't say this guy's name because his business is allegedly he's a professional speaker. And I bet that he's going out whenever he does speaking gigs. And he's saying this stupid thing that he said to me. This is what he said. I wouldn't hire this guy to do a speaking gig for any organization if I want that organization to be successful. But I'll tell you what he said. So here's what I posted. I posted that believing in yourself is not a strategy for achievement and success, which is what I actually just told you and something that I've said a lot of times on this very show. Believing in yourself alone is not a strategy for achievement. Okay, It is an element of achievement, but not a strategy for achievement. So here's what this professional speaker replied. He said, Dre, it is part of what's needed in the beginning, the motivation and the faith needed. Then there's the effort to make it come to fruition. And he put a couple exclamation points. All right. This stupid shit that this guy said, this alleged professional speaker, this just believe in yourself, motivational bullshit. This is the stuff that keeps people at a level of mediocrity for their entire lives. This right here that let me just go over the keywords of what he said in his response. Motivation, faith, effort. All right, those are the three words that he used. Now, there's no way you'll be able to identify this gentleman by what I just told you that he said, because here's the reason why you couldn't identify him. Number one, because I didn't tell you his name. Number two, is there are about 4,000 quote unquote speakers out there in the world pushing this same bullshit. So this guy is really a, a commoditized speaker. If he's doing any actual business in the speaking world, I doubt he's doing much if this is all he got to say. All right, this is garbage. All right, everybody hear what I just said? This right here this just believe in yourself, motivational bullshit, this keeps you at a level of mediocrity your entire life. I'm not telling you not to believe in yourself, and I'm not telling you that motivation doesn't matter. I mean, after all, one of the foundations of working on your game is the fact that I did a video called The Weekly Motivation every single week on YouTube, for 400 weeks in a row. And the fact that even to this very day, I send out a daily motivation text. All right, so I don't have a problem with the concept of motivation. And I absolutely don't have a problem with the concept of belief. I wrote a book called The Super You. It's all about confidence. I've done two TED Talks on confidence. Confidence and belief matter. But understand that those alone are not enough for you to be successful. You need a strategy. You need a system. You need a process for what you're doing. You can't just go out there believing in yourself and thinking that everything's going to work out. You're looking to see a sunset and you're running to the east. I don't care how much you believe in yourself. You're not going to see it. You're going to see darkness. So this motivational stuff that y'all are getting from these people out here was something that I've told you before. Beware of people who are telling you things that make you feel good, but are not helping you do good. There's a big difference between the two. A lot of times on this show, I will tell you things that might make you laugh. They may be entertaining, maybe things that you completely agree with. But I'm also going to tell you some things that are going to help you do good that may be a slap in the face to what you thought you knew. Why? Because it's my responsibility. If you're going to give me your time and attention, I'm going to give you something that's going to help you improve and help you take your game to the next level. That's why this show is called Work On Your Game. It's not called Make You Feel Good. There are shows out there that will make you feel good. They'll tell you all the stuff that you want to hear, but the thing is, you're still going to be in the same spot when you get done listening to them. You listen to this show and you apply what I'm telling you and you do the things that I'm telling you, like come to Work On Your Game Live, join Work On Your Game University. You're going to do good. You're going to improve your game. If everything that you hear on this show makes you feel good, then that means I'm not doing my job. There should come a point. You listen to the show for about a month. I'm going to say something that is going to slap you in the face, metaphorically speaking, of course. I should say something that goes against the grain of what you thought you knew or what you believed. Because otherwise, what are we doing here? I'm here to help move you to the next level as a coach. Or right, The coach's job is not to make you feel good. The coach's job is to help you perform at a higher level. And to perform at a higher level, you had to do some things that you weren't doing before. All right, that's how you get to a higher level not just by doing the same stuff over and over and over again. There's another one of the fallacies that a lot of people have convinced themselves of, well, let me just keep doing what I'm already doing and things are going to work out. I sent the text message out probably around Thanksgiving of 2022. And I asked people, no, what investments are you going to make heading into next year so that you can perform at a higher level so that you can do better? Or if you plan on doing better. And about 80% of the responses are people just telling me, well, what I'm already doing is working, so I'm gonna just keep doing that. No, it's not working. All right, that's the whole point. <laughs> it's not getting you where you want to go. That's the problem. And I got a whole episode coming on this exact topic, as a matter of fact. I'm not going to let the whole cat out of the bag. But this is one of the main things that holds people back from success is that they won't admit to themselves, let alone to me or to anybody else in the world, that what you're doing is not working. Many people simply don't want to admit that, that what I'm doing is not working. They just want to convince themselves that what they're doing is working and they don't have the humility to just admit, all right, this ain't working, so let me do something different. You right, can see you got to have a certain level of humility to hire a coach, to buy a ticket to an event, to hire a trainer, to sign up for a course. You got to have a certain level of humility that says what I know right now ain't enough. Let me learn some more. What I'm doing right now ain't working. Let me get with somebody who actually knows what works. And some many people just don't have the humility to do that. But again, I'm going to talk about that in future episodes. Stay tuned. But anyway, this guy, again, I think it says something in his bio about how he speaks at colleges. I think it's a it mentions something about a college. I don't know where he speaks. It doesn't matter where he speaks. Wherever he's speaking, he's giving people garbage. If his speech is saying anything like what he said to me, maybe his speech is completely different, but I doubt it. But if you're speaking to youth or adults and this is what you're giving them, uh, you're sending people backwards. And he's not the only one. Again, that's why it doesn't matter if I use his name or not, because it's like thousands of people who are saying the same garbage. And this is why I'm telling you what the 98 percent do. This is why so many people spewing this garbage, because 98 percent of people believe it. There's a whole legion of individuals who think they're saying something useful and something of substance and what they're actually saying is stupid shit like this. So here's what's going to make you feel good. You just need to have faith and believe in yourself. No, you need more than that. If all you needed was faith and believing in yourself, folks, you could just go to church and you'd be perfect. Everything will work out exactly as you needed to. Believing in yourself more sounds good. It motivates people. It makes people feel better about standing in their current position, but it's not a formula for creating success. It's damn sure not what the people in the top 2% do. I mean, think about that. Think about someone who you believe is in the top 2% at whatever it is you're working on, whatever it is you want to do in life. Is that all they do is just believe in themselves and have faith? Because if that's all they're doing, what's stopping you? People in the top 2% know what they're not good at, and they don't try to believe or faith or hard work their way out of the things that they're not good at. Whereas the people in the bottom 98% resolve to motivate and believe and pray their way out of things that they're simply not good at, All right, and it doesn't work. Thing is, they'll spend their entire lives just telling themselves, well, I just haven't done enough of it yet. So eventually it's going to work out. And before you know it, 10 years have gone by. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is what the top 2% are doing that you are not doing. Number three, top 2% are doing the opposite of what everybody else does. That's why they're in the top 2%. Not because they have access to information that you don't have access to. Not because they were born on third base while you were born at home plate or outside of the stadium. These are the common excuses that people in the 98% like to use. It's like I talked about. Years ago, they had the thing that was Occupy Wall Street. People were out in the parks and you know, sitting in the parks in Wall Street saying, well, we're part of the 99%. How is the people in the 1% making so much more money than us? And the wealth gap is increasing between the 1% and 99%. They're in the park protesting with picket signs doing nothing while the 1% were at work making money. So it made perfect sense, poetically, artistically made perfect sense why the 99% was the 99%. But this is what people in the top 2% are doing, the opposite of everybody else. Earl Nightingale said this in The Strangest Secret. Look around at what everybody else is doing. If you want to be an exceptional individual, make an exception and do the opposite of them, whoever you see. Go anywhere you would like to go in life. I don't care where you go. Go to a school, go to a gym, go to an office building, walk around the neighborhood that you live in, go to the mall, look around on the internet or anywhere else in life, and here's what I want you to pay attention to. Notice that you will see many commonalities amongst people. You'll notice that for the most part, Anywhere that you go, you're going to notice a lot of commonality in each space. You're going to notice a lot of people very pretty similar. If you want to join the top 2%, just look around in whatever space you're in and do the opposite of what you see most everybody doing in that space. Now, everyone listening to me can logically understand every word that I'm saying right now. Yet, 98% of you will never do any of this. You're listening to it. You like it. Now, you're going to text me and tell me, I listen to your podcast. I like it. It's helping me a lot. And you're not gonna actually apply anything that I'm saying here today. You'll apply the stuff that makes you feel good. You'll apply the stuff that you agree with, but the stuff that flies in the face of what you thought you knew, you're not gonna do that. You'll contemplate it for five minutes and then your subconscious mind will take over what you have, no, 20 years of programming with, and it will take over and send you right back to where you were. That's what happens to ninety eight percent of people. I know this to be this is just statistical fact. Ninety eight percent of people don't change. Not because you don't want to, simply because your subconscious mind has much more experience at doing what you're used to doing than your conscious mind has of doing something different than what you've done. This is why you invest in yourself. This is why you get training and coaching and go to events and sign up for courses because the training coaches, events, and courses will help create momentum to send you in a different direction rather than you trying to use your conscious thoughts, which are very weak against your subconscious mind, which has X number of years of programming within it. You know, just take the number of years you've been alive. Your conscious mind can't win, especially if you haven't you know, programmed your brain to do something like this because you haven't taken my bulletproof mindset course. See, this is how all this stuff connects. It is too uncomfortable for many people to step outside of the comfort zone of being similar to everyone around you. This includes your peers, your neighbors, and your family members. It's too uncomfortable for people to do anything different. That's why they don't do it. You want to be an exceptional person, folks. You got to do exceptional things. When I was growing up playing basketball, none of the neighborhood kids would come outside in the middle of the afternoon in the summer because it was too hot. So what did I do that was exceptional? I would utilize that time because I could get the court to myself. And that's when I could work on and develop my game. When I decided to start a podcast, I realized that most people put their shows out once a week or a few times a week or most of the time. And most of the time they were interviewing people, usually interviewing just the same names and faces would just get recycled and go to all the shows over and over again. So I decided that I would make my show come out every day and let it just be me. And I don't think there's no one else out there in the game who I know of who's doing that every single day, just them because nobody else can come up with the material. All right. Coming up with the materials, one of my money skills. So you see how this stuff connects during his basketball career, Michael Jordan, who I mentioned earlier, he decided that he would lift weights in the morning on the same days as his games. Now, this was unheard of in basketball because the common knowledge in basketball was two things. Number one, lifting weights, period, would mess up your outside shot because you get too bulky and too muscular and it would mess up just the flow and the movement of shooting a jump shot. So a lot of basketball players use that reasoning, that false belief, that limiting belief as an excuse to never lift weights. That was one thing. The other thing was, even if you do lift weights, you don't want to lift weights the day of the game because now your muscles will be all tensed up. And then you get in the game, you're going to be too tired and too fatigued to actually play well in the game. Well, I told you who did this, right? This is Michael Jordan. All right, it was Michael Jordan. I think he was pretty good at the games. And I don't think his shot was too messed up. I think Michael Jordan was pretty good at shooting, even though he was lifting weights. But I knew basketball players, even in my time playing basketball, Michael Jordan's two generations older than me, I knew players in my time. This is post the year 2000. This is after Michael Jordan was done being Michael Jordan. I knew players who would still say, I don't lift weights because it's going to mess up my shot." We all knew who Michael Jordan was. And I still knew basketball players who use this bullshit excuse. Again, 98% of people do not change, not because they don't have access to information, simply because their subconscious mind, your subconscious thoughts, your programming your subconscious programming is stronger than anything you could consciously think. And if you don't get a trainer or coach around you to help create momentum to go in the opposite direction, your subconscious mind will win every battle with any conscious thought that you have. This is why you can listen to this show, love what I say on the show, hear me say something that you know you need to apply, hear me say something that you know you need to implement that change, and you still won't do it. Not because you're lazy, not because you're dumb, not because you're incapable, but because your subconscious mind is way stronger than anything that I could possibly say to you. And if you don't take an extra step, i.e. getting coaching, joining in university, getting a trainer around you, getting into a mastermind that can help reinforce the things that you need to do differently, you won't do them. All right. This is just human nature. Your wiring is too strong. Tiger Woods, another example. He's one of the first golfers to have a weightlifting regimen. And we agree that Tiger Woods is pretty good at hitting that ball. Moving on to point number four. Today's topic, once again, is what are the things that the top 2% are doing that you? Are not doing. Point number four, people in the top two percent invest in their advancement. You know when people go to conferences and they spend thousands of dollars to ticket to go to the conference. You know when people do that? Why do they do that? Why would somebody spend thousands of dollars for a ticket to go to a conference? Why would you do that? Let me tell you why they're not doing it. Because this is what many people think. People who don't have the mindset of doing this, this is what they think would happen if you bought a ticket to a conference. You think you're going there because The information from the stage is going to be so amazing and you're weighing whatever the person on the stage is going to say against whatever the cost is for you to go. That is an inaccurate formula. You're asking yourself the wrong question. So even if you get the right answer, it's the wrong question. The reason people spend thousands of dollars to go to events is so that they can meet other people who are also in the room, other people who also will spend thousands of dollars to go to an event. That's why you go to an event. When I go to events, that's the reason why I go. Yes, the information from the stage may be amazing and it I'm Hoping that it's good. I mean, if I'm spending thousands of dollars, I'm going ostensibly on the strength of the person who's on the stage. But really, the reason I'm going is because I want to meet the other people who would also spend thousands of dollars on a ticket. I want to know what type of person would spend this kind of money on a ticket to go to an event. Those are the kind of people I want to meet. Those are the kind of people I want to be standing next to. Those are the kind of people I can do collaborations with because I already know where their mind is at. So it doesn't even matter what they do. I know their mind is in a certain space. I know I can learn something from this person. It doesn't even matter what they do for it. That's why you go to events. See, and then these people meet, and this is what happens, folks. Those people do multiples in business together, multiples of the amount that they have both invested in that ticket. So let's say they both spent $2,000 on a ticket. Now they're going to go do business together, and you're both going to make tens of thousands of dollars together working together. And this is how the rich get richer, because they're doing rich things, rich-minded things. This is why the rich get richer, while everybody else, the poor getting poorer, is sitting at home listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, as if that's a strategy for success. And then the gap between the people who invest in themselves and the people who didn't gets wider and wider. And then before you know it, you got people out here occupying Wall Street. And you're hearing this from a guy who has a daily podcast. So I do have this show, but understand, and you should listen to it, but understand, I still invest thousands of dollars going to events, getting into coaching programs, joining masterminds, signing up for courses. I still do those things in addition to having the show reason I can have this show and talk about the things that I talk about, the way that I talk about them is because this is the surface of what I do. I listen to other people's podcasts too, but I don't stop at listening to podcasts. I go to events. I go shake hands. I go to the places. I buy the plane tickets. I get the hotels. I do all those things. I invest in my business. That's the reason why I can talk about the things that I talk about. The exact reason I just told you, so I can meet the kind of people who are also doing the same thing. And this is how everybody levels up. And then we do business together. You ever hear the phrase that is lonely at the top? Well, it's not lonely at the top, folks. It's just more people at the bottom. So relatively speaking, it's lonely because it's just a lot more elbow room up at the top than there is at the bottom simply because only 2% of people. But 2% is a lot. 2% of a billion is a lot. Do the math on that. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is what the top 2% are doing that you are not doing. Point number one, they focus on two or three money skills and they offload everything else. Most people are great at two or three things. No more than that the challenge for many people is that they try to do 20 things when they're only good at two or three. So that's a just by default, there's some inefficiencies there. Number two, recognize your limitations and do not try to outwork them. This is the razor's edge that separates people who create results through multiplication versus people who create results through addition or create no results at all. You do not need to do everything by yourself. And this Faith, believing in myself, get motivated, get more focused. is not a formula for success, folks. If anybody ever told you that, they're bullshit. They are telling you some bullshit. They're not lying to you. They think that they're telling you the truth, but they're actually telling you some bullshit. Number three, opposite of what everybody else does. This is what the top 2% do. Earl Nightingale said it. Look around what everybody else is doing. Do the opposite of that if you want to get different results from everyone else out there. Michael Jordan decided he would lift weights in the morning on the days of his games. Most basketball players didn't lift weights at all at that point, even on off days because they thought it would mess up their shot. Well, what was Michael Jordan a good shooter? Number four, invest in advancement. You know, when people go to conferences, they spend thousand dollars on the ticket. Why do they do that? Not necessarily for the information coming from the stage. They do it because they want to meet other people who would spend thousand dollars and go into an event. So basically when someone runs an event, what they're doing is basically running a paid mastermind group because everybody who goes is meeting each other. That's really the value of having an event so that everybody can rub shoulders with each other. And the information that they get from the stage, whoever is talking, That's just gravy. That's extra. They're not going there just for the information. And you ever hear the phrase, it's lonely at the top. It's not lonely at the top. It's just very crowded at the bottom. So the top feels like it's lonely, but it's actually not. It's just a lot more space. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Get your ticket to work on your game live. I just told you why. Go to workonyourgame.live. The page is up. You can still get your ticket. The page is down. It's a wrap. And go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, where you can take your next step, in the work on your game world to really invest in your game, mindset game, your business game, your health game, your strategy game, your time control game. All of that is covered inside of the university. There's a full curriculum inside of work on your game, university. Work on your game. Dre, all day.